ain't no snitch. Cops don't trust him. I ain't no bitch. All I do is run him. Nigga, I was stunting. Keep that shit a hundred. If it ain't about the money, then it's not up for discussion. If it ain't about progress, ain't about success. Why this nigga suspect? You ain't seen sus yet. I'ma fuck the game so hard like Tiffany. Niggas taking shots. I'm like, nigga, don't tempt me. I seen what you make. Yeah, them shows sold out. But you doing clubs and I'm doing like all out things. Why the hell he rapping if he all out? Sing. Royalty the movement. We all out. Kings for real. We don't want a mission. We are not friends. Nigga, this is business. Girl, this my dream. Ain't no split decision. Watch me cut this bitch off. I'ma need some scissors. Mama in the kitchen. I saw some of them shitlins. I was always spitting just that no one else would listen. Got your girl and now we kissing. She attracted to my bitch. Now she see what she was missing Now she act a little different Telling you she needs some distance Anytime What I wish I had known Like I said When we was younger And had Had I had a role model Or someone who shared advice with you is like life gonna life You ain't gonna never have enough money You ain't gonna never be in the exact right position Some always gonna come up It's always gonna be an inconvenience and life's just about how you deal with that shit. We'll look at motherfuckers and think, man, he got it good, man. Shit perfect. IG popping, you see, but you stay life lifing for them too, nigga. It don't stop, well. Nah, that's that's a fact. What you think, think about that? Yeah, that's a fact. Uh I guess because we're so used to completing things, and so it's like life doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? It's it's a yeah. journey, it's, it's an ongoing thing, forever loading. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Mm-hmm. To achieve, we we spend our whole life trying to achieve things or a thing that we feel will solve something else that we're looking for for an empty void. But you never quite get there, you know. That's always the craziest part about life. You know what I mean? That's why the advice old people will give you most of the time is like, man, live your life. Don't wait on nobody. To do what mm-hmm. the fuck you wanted to do. I heard that in a movie or a TV show or something not too recent. Like, I never saw an old person on their deathbed like, damn, I wish I had worked more. I wish oh, I had just man. made that extra dollar. I just wish I had worked 45 hours Facts. a week instead of 40. Like, nah, bro. That shit don't happen, bro. Got to deal with it and keep it moving. It is another week in the books. Mo, what's going on, brother? Uh, what's good with you spike man welcome again y'all ain't had fridays this good since fridays was this good man we absolutely back. the weekly therapy session for black men man elevating this conversation for us got some Yo. great reviews in this week man you sent me a screenshot this week man of a review that we had by the way go rate subscribe and like on yeah. itunes apple all those places where you can rate subscribe like podcasts that helps us out send us some emails let us know what you're thinking about the show at awitb 2022 at gmail.com i am spike lou mm-hmm. mo like i was saying man they sent us uh really do you want to read it verbatim or you just want to talk about it let me get the verbatim here man let's, let's get that let's get that going or oh you got, got that it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. So we get a review from it says necessary talks. It says important podcast showing the many nuances of how black men go about discussions. This is not your alpha, beta, sigma, red pill podcast. It's real situations, real discussions that will lead real growth and understanding. That is not a promotional message. That was a real life message that came from a real life listener. Yeah. And you know why that made me feel good, Mo? Why? When you do something and people get it, it goes a long way. I ain't got to explain it. 
I ain't got to like, well, you know this, but yeah, it's this too. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's this right here too. When someone sends me a message like that and they hit the nail on the head of the concept of what we started as having yeah. talking conversations, of course, building a rapport for a good earners podcast, which has mm -hmm. released. Yeah. I'll go check that out. Yeah. But even more than that, elevating conversations, not just your normal. Hey, Maurice, what you going to do on a $200 date? Not, <laughs> not things <laughs> like that. Yeah. Just real life conversations and questions that I have for you, questions you have for me. I was talking to another one of my homeboys who listens to the show, White Man Dan. I'm gonna bring him on, man. He he real religious. Like oh, I got I got yesterday. Yeah, I got a person to bring up too. But go ahead. I, he was talking about him his listening experience. He said, "Man, what makes it work is that you two, you genuinely um, have interest in figuring each other out or talking to each other. It's not like." Oh, we're going over these topics and the objective of the show is to just get to the bottom of the production seat. It's more so like y'all are genuinely figuring each other out in real time. And that's what makes it work. That's what makes people like, how do I have this conversation with people who I'm trying to get closer to or people who I'm trying to have deeper conversations with? Yeah. So it goes a long way, man. Who who did you have in this? Uh, well, she, she's going to be listening here, but it's, uh, this young lady, she's... she's <laughs> We've been talking. You got us a female listener. I've been looking at the numbers, man. It's <laughs> yeah. all all hard ankles out here. In uh, East hard East, ankles, man. So if you have a woman, yeah. all hard I, ankles, man. Shout well, out I, my guy Dro. He gave me that uh, hard ankles, ankles, hard knuckles, man. You know, absolutely. All that. Uh, oh, it's all listening. So if you know a lady that would benefit from listening to this, mention it to him, man. But what were you yeah. about to say? So I, I work with her. Uh, she's real cool people. Uh, her name is Kara, and she's a well Italian, you know, white woman. Uh, real cool uh but so it was her and a, another lady they kind of were asking about like well what are your you know what's your podcast like well i, I listened to it and i was I hate like, that I hate that question and, and, I, and I was I like it. i only reason i was kind of like it, and it's not that i thought that i'm gonna offend somebody because i mean this is just <laughs> our truth but i was more so like man if i sent if i low-key if i let them in i'm giving like a certain uh you know uh, a level of insight it up now Give you like a certain, it up now, don't yeah, you? yeah, like give a certain level of insight in my thinking, having an advantage basically. Like, well, I like you have so much you can kind of figure out about me, but I don't know the same about you know said listener. So, but uh, she's uh, she's really taking taking it well, which is she has a very interesting perspective coming from you know being you know young. She I think, she may be in her twenties, but she's a like I said Italian you know, white woman and she she genuinely likes the conversations we had she really she's like like she's been going backwards like she's running she up like the tab well, she, she yeah she, she likes the sopranos her, her thing her she said her thing is golden girls that's like that's her swag but uh i can respect that yeah but she yeah so she's into it. and i i just thought that was really dope that and again we talk about people understanding the intent of the show right away mm -hmm. and then she understood it really well and she's just like man it's just interesting because I, I can agree with Spike and I can agree with you too and she's kind of been listening to both perspectives and she's like it's just a breath of fresh air from uh, just these extra testosterone men <laughs> podcasts that put women down you know yeah. just to get their perspective off you know so that made me feel good so shouts out to her and uh, you know all, all of the many other her, listeners man. Man. yeah for sure she Absolutely. Shout out to her. My question to you, mm -hmm. because I said I hate that, and I'll elaborate. <laughs> it's not that I know what you mean. Because I, I've yeah, I've told you before, like 
my I go by Spike Lou. So even at work in my corporate job is Spike Lou. That's what they know me by. Uh, however, the reason that I hate the "Oh, what's your podcast about?" question is because the those usually are the people that me that have no intention of listening, or they don't listen to oh, podcast. Yeah. So I'm wasting, I'm wasting my little. 20 second elevator pitch that I've perfected <laughs> because I'm a communication ain't no person I'm wasting that on you just trying not to be rude because I want to tell uh-huh. you what the podcast about then you go oh okay that's cool yeah they throw your no CD link. out the window you ain't looked it up yeah, yeah like just stop they- ah, frisbee boy so Or when it's someone who I can tell is familiar with podcasts, they listen to them already. They may even listen after they ask me and say, ah, no, this ain't for me. I Mm -hmm. respect that way more than someone who don't even listen to podcasts and just trying to placate you and be like, oh, well, what's your podcast about? Yeah, for sure. Or uh, similar to, uh, yeah, can I have a copy of your mixtape? Oh, man. Yeah. And and I I knew, I mean, we've had conversations, her and I, so I already knew, like, I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's in that space. Like, she really... uh, Real, 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 real intelligent. Real intelligent. Well versed in a lot of things, and same things I would say at work. So, but again, for me, there was a, a guy that I had worked with before where he actually got fired because they found out like they get hit him with the this shoe basically back then. Mm. Yeah, he got hit. What with was this, it about? Uh, I guess I don't remember what he was talking about, but he used to give it up real explicit. Just on, he was like a very strong minded person as well, and I don't know how, but I, he had worked at the Indianapolis Zoo, and and it, it got back up to the boss. He lost his job for it, bro. Over some content, over some content. So That's that that, that was in my thinking, low key. I was like, ah oh, man, because. I'm like, but at the same time, I was just like, you know, I really don't care. Like, I'm not tripping like that. Like, I know what my real dream and passion is. So if that's how I got to go, that's just how I, how I got to go. You know what I mean? Well, even even on top of that, we speak our minds on here. We speak freely. But I mean, I don't know about your workplace, but it, I don't think it, we don't go into things where people would be like, oh, that's offensive. Mm-hmm. Like I hate, don't think hate slur you nah like like hateful like we're being hate hateful slurs to, you know being like just, misogynistic yeah. like I, I, one of the best things about these conversations is that they're open minded it's not I'm coming with a de- definite answer for you you're not coming with a definite answer for me mm-hmm. more so gauging each other's perspectives on different things that black men go through that's why it's beautiful. That's why I'm not scared of someone that I would work with listening to it. That's why I'm not scared like of my mom listening to it. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my dad the other day. He was he was putting his bid. I, I got to get on now, man. You got to get me on the <laughs> show. Yeah. And this, yeah. like, nigga, yeah, you yeah, don't even know how to use Zoom, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> can't I love use that. Zoom. We barely know how to use his phone. But barely. absolutely, man. We talked it out. He, go, he definitely won't. He's super excited. That's about dope. coming on here and talking and sharing his story and stuff, man. Um, man. So let's go. Man. This week, man, we got our topics and themes. We are back. It's another week in the books. What chapter yeah. is this? 27? Yes, sir. Big book we writing here. Bye. Absolutely, man. Mo, how did you come up with the topic of the week this week? The topic- Actually, before yeah. we get to the topic of the week, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We do the off deck questions. I skip right over there. All right. Well, off deck, which is a spinoff from on deck, 
mm-hmm. TV show from Spike Lou and Animal Brown that they put out every Wednesday, Hip Hop Podcast from the Southern Perspective. Uh, this week, with the unfortunate passing of Takeoff and the song dedicated mm-hmm. to him from Quavo, what is a song dear to your heart about losing someone or going through grief? I know it kind of got heavy there, low key, mm. but you know, I just thought about it. I said, this is kind of your space because I know you've sent me some playlists and I'm like, yeah, this is definitely Spike. Like, I, I know exactly, you know what I'm saying? So I figured this would be something <laughs> you would definitely be like, oh, I got yeah. a list. <laughs> the facts. I love sad songs, nigga. I told you that before. Um, one that jumps out is, uh, of course, UGK One Day because that's my mm-hmm. favorite album. Yeah. I listen to that all the time. Um, I miss my homies, Master. P. Nipsey Hustle. When Nipsey passed, I listened to Blue Laces, I want to say, for about three hours straight. Just Dang. on repeat. Like, you know, probably my favorite. That was easily my most played song. Go ahead. That Nipsey, speaking of, I don't know if you ever heard uh, Extra Laps. It was like kind of like Extra a little. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a little EP that came out in between one of those marathons. But it, people sleep on it. But he got a song on there called "Am I Gonna Make It," bro. And the, the uh-huh. oh man, dang! I don't know. I might have to. Am I, I gonna make it? it? No, I ain't on that. Oh man, bro, you gotta listen to that. Am I gonna make it? I played that for like not three hours, but I definitely ran that back at least five, six times. Yeah. Like when he passed, like when you hear you on watch when you hear that, you're like, bro, I can't believe I missed this one. Cause that's gonna be you on immediately playlist. Mm. Yeah, bro. It's a whole little EP. Okay. It's a it's a I'm nice yelling. little joint there. Another one, one of my favorites. Um, not yeah. e- it ain't necessary about losing someone, just about situations that I can relate to. Is that uh, where have you been with Benny Siegel and Jay Z? Mm. Where they talking about the dads? You remember that song? Have you heard that? No, I know. I know Being you referred to it a, like a real crime. Yeah, that where have you? Yeah, you could hear it in his voice. Like he was, hey, it was a re- you. You gotta listen to that. Where have you been? It's on uh, Benny Siegel CD, and they just they just talking about the. Well, excuse me, it's on Jay Z's The Dynasty CD. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that Where Have You Been is really powerful for me. I listen to that. Um, how many brothers fell victim to the streets? It's a oh, pop song. Man. I just can't think of the name. Yeah, that pop right there. That man. That, oh, that one right God. there. God, that one be close to getting me on the tears, boy. Mm-hmm. We the last yeah, one left. I'm like, ah, oh. yeah, that, that one. You know the one I'm talking about. So I, yeah, like you said, and as you presumed, I got a thousand of those. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, that's my bag. I love those songs. Yeah, 100. So I really didn't. It was hard for me to make it through this Quavo one though, man. Um, yeah, it's just it's not my speed. Even you though saying it's like you didn't like you didn't like the song. Too, yeah, it's a little too fast, like paced for. To be that type of song for me, yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of to be. Expected. I ain't here to critique it though. Yeah, nah. yeah, I ain't here to critique it though. I respect the hell out of what he oh, did, man. Yeah, that's a dope yeah. tribute to his to his nephew, and I I know he going through it. You could tell in that video. But oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Shouts out to him. Man. What well, about I, you? Uh, I mean, I y'all y'all I know y'all gonna tr- don't try to cancel me here, but a real big go to for me, and I'm gonna say it, it's oh, R. Kelly. Okay. Yes, it's R. Kelly. But however, it's not a sex I song. Wish. Yeah, bro, that I wish, boy. I wish. 
Yeah, I still listen to that today. Boy, now that I, I bro, I carry. I ain't let. That. I don't even let. No, I'm not letting nobody shaming me out of. I you can't. You that. can't shame. I wish. I believe. Look too far, Mo. Nah. You can't do. I believe I can carry up your Kelly. Nah, that, like that's the, that's it. But the only reason because it's just like, man, when you think about it, and then that choir come in at the end. Oh my gosh, I wish yeah. that I could hold you now. Oh, I was like, oh man, bro. Like, and then man. when he started talking about the braid, my hell, man, because he was like, man, get, get me out of here, bro. Man, get me out of here, dog. That is different. Yeah. So that one, yeah, um, yeah, that shit was fire. Yeah, that's fire. Uh, there's this artist named Fora, uh, P H O R A. He's a real, um, very emotional rapper. You know what I mean? Like very, like very. Like I feel like. If Drake, like, I feel like he's like a deeper version of if Drake was trying to, when he was trying to do the emotional thing, I think Ford kind of took that that style and made it even more. Like, he got a song called Center Part 3. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I've used it as one of the intros on one of the episodes, but that Center Part 3 is like, oh, man, like the singing and everything. Yeah, his stuff, his stuff. Can What's go his there. name? Fora. How'd you he, find out about him? Uh, I'm, So, I always call it Digital Crates. Like, I a few I just now stopped uh, like for yeah, a few years. Me. Yeah, that that piff I go through just pages and pages of music and whoever got like dope cover arts, I give them a couple listens and I I find a lot of dope stuff. I found a dude from Detroit that I think you might like named Don Juan. Like he's a young, he was well at least he was a young boy then, but it was dope. Dope eighty samples how, rapping. How long ago was it? How long ago was he? You said mm. at least he was dope then. This might have been four Yo, years Don ago. Don Juan. Don Juan, yeah, I, that, I yeah. As I say, you'll like him a lot. I think I use his record as one of the intros too. Uh, mm. Yeah, but he's 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 nice with it too. But uh, yeah, but yeah, those just a few of the uh, you know just kind of those sentimental songs going through stuff. I mean, and I just want to throw this out. There's a Lucy out here, but like like that that, that Avant that that uh, Avant breakup song. That's like the best breakup song ever, bro. Like I just have to throw that in there. Like, bro, if you ever going through something, you got that, and then you got the return of the Mac when you bouncing back. You know what I mean? The return of the Mac. Yeah, for Jeez. the bounce back when you, hey, look, that still go, bro. That still go. You think it don't until you, you know, if somebody in that situation you get your return of the Mac, you're like, man, look, I'm That's out. Funny. Yeah, that is know. hilarious. If we, if I'm in that bag though, the number one song for me is um, that Luther Superstar. That's just perfection. Wow. Nine minutes long. The wow. last, them last two minutes and thirty seconds, nigga said like four words, but he was bodying that. Wow. Uh, now about to check that's, this that's, out. I gotta check this out. And that Luther Superstar, bro. That's easily one of my top five songs. Man, that's dope. That Luther Superstar goes. Man, we could have been. We could have been radio hosts. It's not like we really in that disc jockey bag mm, right now. Facts. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with Luther though. Yeah. What do you have before we move on to, on to you know the zeitgeist? Mm -hmm. What do you have for off deck a prediction for twenty twenty three? Anything that you looking forward to in hip hop? Anything that you'd like to that concerns you? You gonna be looking out for music wise, story wise, trend wise? Um. Let me think. Um. I think that yeah, really. I'm, I'm just going to throw something out there I think a rapper is going to get a dope yeah. role in film this year uh, so I, I think huh? I'll let you have it you say what <laughs> I said that's vague but I'll let you have it it's like, well I'm saying like I don't know who's <laughs> going to act but I think 
they're gonna get they're gonna do really well when they get the spot. I think Joey Badass is inspired uh, somebody out there low key. So I don't know if it's gonna be a T Grizzly yeah. or it's gonna be a. Uh, uh, I think Rich Homie Quan was speaking about it recently. You know, it's a few people. So I, I think there's gonna be a rapper that's gonna do a great job at a at a at a, a role in a, a show or a film this year. That's, that's a nice little float right there. You know, to your drop. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking for it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking for it. Now, now I can ask you. <laughs> last week we, we talked about what? Well, what was the thing for last week? Sensitivity. Sensitivity. Black men are being sensitive. A lot of different directions we could have get in and we've talked about. Mm. I was surprised to see this. But tell me what was it about money that we want to talk about now? What uh, strike this for? I don't I you know, low key, I don't think black men really be talking about money like that. Okay. I really don't. We 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 get it in a braggadocio way through music. We get it in a, a luxurious way through film. Or like a uh-huh. super poverty ish way in, in in you know other ways, but and even Instagram, we get these pages or these kind of touches and ideas of it, like oh, this is how you invest in this. But when it comes down to it, like I always used to feel so weird when people would you know be funny about talking about money, like saying I'd be one of the people like I ain't got it, bro. I'm tapped it, like and people are like well, don't tell people you ain't got it like that i just used to be like what for what like i so and so and and yeah long story but you know what i'm that's saying such so, a maurice response though because <laughs> it's like well, that's we, funny bro i don't know but but i just think that it's it's a thing that we don't talk about a lot like most of these things that we've done money is definitely one of the things where men are very protective of money because i think they utilize it you know as a form of value to themselves but we'll get there you know what i'm saying as far as that part go but what did you think when you seen me have that as the theme of this episode <clears throat> i i thought that, that would be your perspective uh the, the, the quote that you gave at the beginning like well i'm tapped and somebody being like shut up nigga like i could <laughs> definitely see that happening for you like i 100 see that that's part of your personality <laughs> um I agree with you. I don't think that we talk about money enough as black men, and I appreciate you opening the conversation for it. What my two cents on it is, or the reasoning why, I don't think that we're trusting enough of each other to make money together. Yep. We have this thought process that the the resources for us are limited, which they have been. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, they continue to be that limited if we don't share information with each other. So it's a good topic, like you said, as far as how we can make money. Where I'm from, uh, to piggyback a little bit off what you were saying about people like being called broke was probably the top insult you probably could have had. Nigga call you a broke ass nigga some shit yeah. like that in front of some people. Yeah. Bro, yeah, that shit probably would have stuck with you for your whole yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, especially just coming up in the time I came up and where we from. So like that that was that was one of those go that was that's a go word mm-hmm. uh, around my name. That was a go word around our way. Like mm-hmm. they called you broke, like they on yeah, y'all probably finna get to it. Yeah. However, um, I'm here to talk about that. This, we can definitely have the situations and start pointing into each other and realizing, yeah. again, that the resources aren't limited. It's enough money for all of us out here to make it. If we can intertwine with each other's industries mm-hmm. as other cultures do, then we can make more money. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. Well, I'm glad you gave. Now you're giving a little backstory to these, so that that might, for some people that are like really into it, you know, there's a little backstory to the theme of this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, but you had you had a thought this week. What what was on your mind? Here, I did. Do you still want to speak to it? Or so it, yeah, sure. Okay. How do or you, do you consider yourself? Intelligent, smart. What, what do you put yourself on a scale of, of average intelligence, or, or what? Um, like you're a little bit smarter than the average person. Like you're really smart. Like what? It, what would you so, rate? It, it's so hard because it's like I, I be feeling like I'm smarter than, uh, than the average person, but then it's like so much when you come across somebody else, and they may not necessarily be super smart, but they just be knowing things. You're like, bro, I don't know this. I don't know that. Like I don't know nothing about none of that. So it's very hard to get a real gauge. I think that I'm a I'm a creative because of my creativity. I think that makes me exceptional with my thinking. I don't know where that mm. places me as far as if I'm smarter or I, do I look myself top tier intelligent. I think that I'm just very creative in like problem solving. You know what I'm saying? Very just very creative in my thinking. I'm very left brain with a great right brain balance. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know. I, 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 some people call me intelligent, but I don't never really necessarily look at. I mean, I'm a person that I had to do the first grade twice, uh, and I was in special what? classes, and I was in special classes. Yeah, I didn't even realize this till years later. Like, yeah. So you know, um, wait yes. in the first grade? No, no. They the first had special gra- classes in the first grade. <laughs> I mean, they probably did, but I, I didn't. I, I don't. It might have been second grade. I don't know. It was early though. It was very early. I, it wasn't late in the game at all. But yeah, I remember because I was in there and I, I remember being around. I'm like, this is like super easy to the point I started realizing it's like the teacher's serious. Like that's and again that's from, from what I talked about <laughs> last week. <laughs> My mom was like, you ain't trying. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions about this. So when did you really well, like? How did this happen? Yeah. I have no so idea. So you're bro. saying did? Yeah. How did you? Okay, you repeating the first grade then? Yep. I know what why. I know what happened about that. I, I ended up repeating the first grade right. because they thought from a social standpoint, like contrary to belief, I was a very quiet person for major. I ain't gonna say majority of my life, but pretty much majority of my my whole childhood, all the way up until out of high school. I was a quiet okay. I didn't start talking till college. So I was a real quiet person, very to myself. So not, when, not literally, right? Well no, nah, I mean I would talk, <laughs> but you know, like I'm <laughs> But like when I was a first grade, I, they thought from a social standpoint I wasn't ready to advance because I never talked. Like and that is literally. Like I was just not talk at all. Like not participate. Did you play sports? When first grade? I mean, I was an active kid in the yeah. neighborhood. You know, we played with the kids in the apartments and, you know. You general, talk to them, though? Yeah, I mean, my little friend or whatever. Oh, you like, just didn't talk at school? Yeah, like in school. Like, I just would I don't know. I just wasn't comfortable. Like, I, I remember these things. It's really weird because I can't remember a lot. But I remember oh, being in first yeah. grade. And I remember that. And they, I had to do the first grade again. And uh, then me and my Dang. brother were in the same grade all the way until fourth grade. And boy, I can't tell you that was probably the happiest time. I was happy for somebody to fail. Boy, hey, I can't believe y'all niggas fail grades. I, 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 I I would be. I don't know. Most times it's just the parent help. They they hold them back. Like that's what. No, I understand what it's about, and I ain't. It's not a slight or anything. I just couldn't imagine. Like that was 
unacceptable in my house. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that would have been unacceptable in my house. Mm-hmm. Um during that time period, do you remember anyone referring to you as smart? Or do you remember when people started referring to you as maybe smart or when you started to understand it's maybe you thought differently or you use your left brain more like mm-hmm. who helped you see that or was it something that you just stumbled upon yourself mm-hmm. was it a tv show was it music what was it that sparked you understanding that well you good at that bro well you know how to lay it out right there that that question uh <laughs> yeah it nobody really honestly the first time i really heard that i was like actually i, I think my mom like i said my mom told me like you're not like basically you're not dumb you're not trying is the problem and she would say you're smart you're just not trying but i didn't never believe it still like i, I finally started mm-hmm. trying because i had a nightmare I, I i walked on stage and they said no you they pulled me off the stage to graduate and then from that point that was like my junior year i believe or senior top of right before senior year and then i i had the best grades i ever had you know up until and then i went into college got dean's list <laughs> so but nobody ever nobody ever told me i was like smart or or anything like that i just kind of i always was in my head i always felt like i I just thought about things deeply but it was always like girls women emotions and like that type stuff you break it up can you hear me keep talking can you, can you still hear me keep going. yeah uh, it's still messing up, but keep talking. It did it before, but you worked through it. I'm trying to see if it's going to do it now. Okay. Uh, but I just always nope. kind of cared about, like I said, women, like girls, yes. thoughts, emotions, feelings. But yeah, that that's kind of it. Just I never really cared about it. So I just kind of figured out stuff on my own as far as being smart. Um, I don't know. I just, nobody really channeled in. Nobody made me feel like I was dumb at all, though. Like, I never felt that way either. I just felt average until I realized like I had some skill sets that I'm creative and find finding out how to get stuff done you know what I mean but that was when I was grown how about you though like hmm. have I feel like you you might have I feel like you almost always had a like you were intelligent is that not the truth like because because the way you brought up way. like like, like, like you yeah like like you you already operated from an intelligent standpoint as a young boy being the only child being having to have your stuff together hmm. Uh, you know, your mom giving you having so much independence because she was working a lot of times. Do you feel like you was you were? Yeah. yeah? Uh, I think being smart is more so about figuring shit out than it is intelligence. I don't think like what you were saying. One of the examples you say you meet people and they just know so much stuff. I think knowing stuff is a part of being smart and astute. However, I think being able to just like figure shit out. Mm-hmm. And not just getting frustrated, giving up on shit. Um, and I say that to say, you speak to me being an only child. A lot of mine come from like video games and being by myself most of the time as a child and having to figure out how to beat this board. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm by myself, like I said, don't have brothers and sisters, just out how to figure this out, how to figure it out. And you don't have anybody to give you suggestions and things of that nature. So you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, very early on for me i used to go to um i went to this preschool and was it preschool i don't know it was early in the school year but they they, i was asking you about the the classes because i was in a class or something similar but it was like a gifted class and i didn't realize what it was they used to come in there like they tested 
they tested the whole class and then the people who did the best on the task and i'm remembering this now as an adult i didn't know what was going on as a child mm -hmm. so i'm regurgitating as best as i remember thinking what happened um the people who passed that little standardized test that they gave was each week they would come and when they would do like additional shit they would give us tests and play games with us ask us shit and they would give us a dollar at the end of the uh, like at the end of the little session mm -hmm. and the reason that i remember never they put the dollar in an envelope and we get it i used to be happy about to get my little dollar and one week that shit flew out the window and mm -hmm. my mama was so mad at <laughs> I never forgot that she was so pissed off at me that I let the dollar fly out the window. So two things that well, one thing about this story is, again, it was just a dollar, but it always stuck with me. I feel like because I've always tried to impress my mom and put mm -hmm. my best foot forward as far as being, you know, an only child and making sure that you impress your mother. Mm -hmm. um, but to ask the other question for me, it was my grandmother. Uh, very early on around that same time seven eight my grandmother always referred to me as her smart grandson mm. oh that's my little smart grandson I, I i may have made like straight a's one time and she knew it because she didn't follow my school work or anything like that she but she always referred to me maybe because i was the only boy mm. i had three girl cousins and three aunties and no other man around so maybe that was her way of trying to uh make me feel special or whatnot but she always referred to me as her smart grandson and the reason that i asked you the question because like you said you hit the nail on the head i kind of even at eight like fell into that role like it made me feel like okay that's something that i have to be since my grandma refers to me as that now mm -hmm. so she would call me hey i need you to come fix the tv or it, just simple shit like when vcrs was out all you need can you set the time for me mm -hmm. but anytime that she needed something done she would call me because she knew that i, I would take time to figure it out mm -hmm. more so than anything and, and she had put that battery in me so it always made me wonder because I like you, not my mom or people that are directly with you. They're so worried about survival and yeah. getting shit done. They don't really yeah. cultivate. And this made me think about that last week when we were having this discussion. Yeah. Um, they don't really cultivate that intelligence in you. It's, yeah. all, it's always like a teacher maybe that sparks it in you or, yep. In, yep. in my opinion, someone like that. But from that point on, I never really applied it to book smart. I was mm -hmm. like, you said something that I really registered with me. Like I never really like through my first four or five years, I would make principles list and honor roll and shit. But after I realized that I didn't have to put forth much effort, like you said, because I was smart enough to just figure this shit out, not have to do the homework or memorize every fucking thing. I can make a seventy or a seventy-two, my nigga. I'm gonna go to the next grade. <laughs> That's yeah. why when I when you were saying when you were saying failing, like I I just couldn't imagine that. Yeah, because yeah. I like I would. I wouldn't uh I won't say it was easy, but I never really tried and was able to get decent grades. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. that on that. But where you was did you enjoy school? You saying that you didn't come really blossom until college. Like did you enjoy high school? Was it something that high school, middle school, grade school? Nah, I mean I, I didn't really I, it probably was like average. I mean, I I enjoyed my, my you don't childhood. Got like a, you have a standout teacher or anything like that? There was this one teacher. A man. black she was, teacher? She was, it was a uh, white teacher, which the most time is because, you know, it's a different perspective. But I forgot. There's this one t uh, teacher. If I ever seen her again, I'll tell her how much I appreciate it because there was this one white teacher. She was an assistant teacher, like an IA. 
And she was working next to a teacher I had named Mr. Lozier. And his name was spelled loser. And he would get really mad when people call him and like, be like, loser. <laughs> I know they uh, used yeah. to tell That was the first thing he got out the way. It's like, it's Lozier. Like, anyway. But she was the one that, like, I used to be just acting up because I just didn't know what was going on. That wasn't even my behavior because I knew I'd get a whooping. But she just, I don't know, she would take me out in the hall and then she'd kind of chill. <laughs> and she the one got me to apply for college because I was like, bro, I wasn't even going to college, dude. Like, we was talking about not paying to What learn, was you going to do? I was going to work my way up. That was it. I, I, I was cool really? with it. My, my mama even had made peace with it because she wanted me to go to college so bad. And I was just like, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm cool on it. Like, I could not grasp the concept of paying to learn. That At that time, I was just like, ah. I could not grasp it, bro. I was just like, speaking of money, I was just like, nah. But that lady I just got did it because I feel like I just did it. Go ahead. She got you, too. Oh, she just got me to go to a college fair. She helped me. She was one of my letters of recommendations for my to get the scholarship. She just changed my whole world in valuing myself at that age to be like, no, you're not just like some dumb black boy or just some average. Because you got to remember, like, I'm not on no sports team, so I'm not being acknowledged anywhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not on no teams. I don't have great grades. I'm not the popular kid. I don't got the girls like that. So everywhere I'm turning, it's like I'm just an average Joe, which kind of built that chip on my mm-hmm. shoulder for a lot of my life. You know what I'm saying? It's just, who mm-hmm. are you? You know what I mean? What are you doing? Who are you? Like, now I'll tell you one thing my dad did do. My dad did instill in us that we were stars. Like, he was for sure that, like, he just always, like, y'all stars. Like, that's one thing I will say, like, no matter what, because he was a star. He was that, he was, he was, yeah, that's another day, another story we <laughs> talk about. But that's star. good, though, because. Yeah. Part of the thing what you're talking about it made me remember that I wanted to say that as you were explaining it, I would have been that same kid that you are had I not played football. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think my mom seen that in me because I was very quiet. I didn't really have before I was seven. I started playing football when I was seven years old, and she made me. She's like, "No, you finna do something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You finna be running around with like." You got aunties and your goddamn girl cousins. I ain't finna come back here and you playing with Barbies or some shit. So I'm finna have mm-hmm. you playing football. Mm-hmm. And from seven until my senior year in college, I played football. But that did help me with what you said as far mm-hmm. as it's like being an outcast, uh, not knowing how to talk to people. I learned how to communicate with other like little boys playing yeah. football, being yeah. around them so much. Also, the coaching aspect of it too. Even though I didn't grow up with my dad playing football at seven or eight, people that coached me in football knew him. Mm-hmm. Nashville's not that big. Oh, you're such and such, son. And then I wasn't sorry when I was young. I was fairly decent. I wasn't great or nothing. Mm-hmm. So, of course, your dad come out the woodwork, too. Oh, you mm-hmm. playing football? Like He would come up to some of the games sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that sports was always a thing being a part of a team mm-hmm. joking on each other you know having to sometimes be the butt of the joke getting in fights shit like that on a football yeah. team helped me a long way in school mm-hmm. as far as not being like what you said motherfuckers looking at you like why this nigga don't say shit I ain't talking yeah so yeah yeah being on a football i would definitely recommend sports for little kids or some type of activity where they're mm-hmm. interacting with other people of mm-hmm. their age because that goes a long way Absolutely. that helped help cultivate my intelligence some too you I, you you know stuff that you can get away with around boys and you know what i'm saying as yeah. you grow up and things that you need to do be yeah. positive of 
so you don't be viewed as like a little weirdo. But yeah, football helped me out a lot with that stuff. Not calling you that, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I think it would for me too, you know, basketball or football. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to save my thoughts for next episode. But uh, I think it does make a difference. I think that's why, and we'll do this more in the college episode. Maybe that'll be next week's episode. But that's why, actually, it will be because I got a part of my thoughts that fit that narrative too. But uh, that's why when I went to college, I blossom tremendously. I was everything I always wanted. Most people do. Because I I, I, I ain't gonna even share the story because it I love it so much. My college, I adore my my two years that I was at college and you know. But I I'll go into that maybe on, on the next week episode. We'll do a college episode here. But uh mm-hmm. with with this week, we're talking about money and mm-hmm. It's gonna be personal, but that's what we hear. That's what we do on another week in the books. We get personal. That's what we do. So, Spike, I'm gonna shoot right off the hip, brother. What was money like in in y'all household growing up? Like, was y'all like middle class, lower class, class that you not really know? Like most kids don't. You know, you don't really know where you at for real. Or like, what was that money like? Yeah, I never really, I never really knew. Um, I mean, my mom worked in a warehouse when I was growing up the Castor Knots it's a clothing store that later turned into Macy's mm. uh, um, and the reason is I, I don't know like I never wanted for anything but being that that was a clothing store when you're talking about high end like clothes Tommy Hilfiger Polo all of those things she used to get that for a discount mm. um, she told me then but now I'm realizing that they probably used to steal <laughs> shit from the warehouse <laughs> Niggas, because <laughs> I used to have that. Yeah, I used to have that drip so much Boy. in the sense of I remember. I remember in the fourth grade, my teeth like I used to have this little suede, this little green and back suede like polo jacket, and it it wow. was it was a nice jacket. But uh, uh, I remember going outside to play for recess, and then one day my older white lady teacher kind of like pulling me to the side, showing my jacket to another teacher, kind of whispering something. And as I walk out, oh, yeah, he's dressed like that every day. Every day, it's something like that. Really? So I do remember that. Absolutely. Because uh, they didn't, I mean, of course, they didn't. Uh, that was the first year that I think black kids had been integrated into that school as such a heavy presence. So they weren't used to the swag and the drip. No way. This was like, I was seven. Was it 89, 90, 90? Yeah, you say 69, 70? You said 69. I said 89 seven. or 90. Segregation. The late, the late still, 1900s. <laughs> the, the, the late t- 1900s, as you kids say. The 1900s. Now, nah, but yeah. to answer your question, uh, on, until I got my first job, like I knew money wasn't just in abundance. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. anytime that I asked for something, I usually got it. And mm. a lot played into that. Like, again, I didn't have brothers or sisters. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for a lot anyway, the clothes and stuff. But that was really my mom's wanting to keep me fresh. Me mm-hmm. was uh, basketball jerseys, shoes, football. Yeah. Well, excuse me, basketball jerseys, shoes, video games, yeah, all of that stuff. Like, as it came out when I wanted it. Yeah. yeah. And when I wanted it, I was able to get it. Yeah. And when it came to a point when she my mom did lose her job as i got older um i was working by then so it didn't really matter i was like taking care i was able to move around and make my own money mm-hmm. so when you ask the question as far as growing up i i, I guess you would say middle class because middle i never class, really right. like 
we didn't go with no like not having food or nothing yeah. like that yeah. but that is a lot of credit to my mom the black queen though always being able to get it done though. like she never it she was never a moment dudes. in time yeah it was never a moment in time when she was like we ain't doing it i ain't got it the lights the water off like all of that shit was good my mom did a really good job of keeping an orderly surrounding for me so i could function at my best i mean we went to disney world when i was 10 or 11 mm-hmm. years old so mm-hmm. I, I mean she used to, to be to be a single mom working a warehouse job and at kroger for her second shift like all day she did her thing as far as keeping me fresh she always kept her a new cars we went on vacations whether it would just be me and her mm-hmm. or me her her sisters and her cousins uh but yeah she did her thing so i never really even thought about money until it yeah. was time for me to start making my own mm-hmm. what about you uh kind of similar i think a little different uh my mom had three of us so you know it was really you know she really was, you know, same same thing. Probably as your mom like hustling. I imagine she probably worked a couple gigs. I definitely remember she used to work at a place called LS Airs. Uh, I think it was like a Macy's type of place, a clothing place or something. I I, I think she used to fold clothes or something like that. But I remember mm-hmm. she talked about like carpal tunnel in her hands, like really being like. I think to this day that's part of like she has a little bit of like you know sometimes she has a little pain in the wrist and stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it. I mean, of course, me and my brother, like we, you know, we she bought outfits for both of us, but we wore each other's clothes. That's a given. Like he's only eleven months younger than me, not even a year really. So we wore each other's clothes. Of course, we shared room. You know, we it was pretty regular. Like I mean, I, I wouldn't say we had fancy food. Like it wasn't no, you know, we had the the, the hamburger helpers, the uh, the you know the hot dogs, the you know the uh, bologna sandwiches. Your typical like I mean, at that time, some people might be like, oh, that's like kind of low end food, but you don't realize those like, we, are the those are the original value meals, nigga. That's a fat boy. Chili, Man. chili, spaghetti, cornbread. My mom, yeah, nigga. My mom used to cook. Yeah. Cabbage. She used to cook cabbage mm-hmm. and put like uh, Polish sausages in it. Yeah, like you boil the cabbage. Bro, I will not eat cabbage to this day. Dang, she fixed yep. that shit so much. When I yeah, was boy, young. you don't even know. Like, I, I I won't eat cabbage to this day. But yeah, I know those meals, nigga. Spaghetti. Yeah, that's why I like Spaghetti chili. Like that. My mom used to pot of chili in that. You hungry? Whole yeah. whole thing yep. in there. Three days, nigga. Yep. You can eat that. You can eat some chili. Yep. Throw them crackers and corn chips in there. Uh, hey, you know, that, I tell you, but that hamburger helper was like a super staple. Like I mm. remember that. Like I, I definitely don't really eat it now. Like that's definitely like a no go for me. Uh, but things was pretty yes. regular when my dad would come around. I mean, eventually they got back together. That's the later part. But at that time, I remember my dad would come by. You know, they had their their issues, and my daddy was just stepping out, doing just doing dumb, you know, dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, and but what he would do is he would like always. Like if he get to pop up, he would come over in the apartments and like he'd leave some money or whatever. And we're like, oh man, or if she wouldn't let him in because she was mad, he'd slide an envelope under the apartment door. Like I've caught it a few times, not all the time, but like, but yeah, he used to just slip money and that kind of floated us through. And then eventually, you know, when my granddaddy, rest in peace, when he, t- you know, when my mama snuck and moved us to Kentucky, she didn't tell my daddy because they weren't together no more. So she quietly moved us to Kentucky, but we, we wanted to go though. He's like, we didn't know at the time, like, 
he ain't gonna be able to find his. No, kid. you ain't know the grown up shit that was. Yeah, going you ain't know the grown up. Yeah, you know grown up. Shit. She's like, y'all will be down there, y'all cousins, y'all, y'all, y'all aunties and stuff. He's like, yeah, we love Kentucky. We, we did. And then eventually he found out that we was there, and uh, you know, over time when he he came back into the picture, now we was like, now the financial situation, we knew we was doing good because now we 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 had that we had that drip on then. Like then we knew. Then that's when he started instilling in us that we were stars, like because he started buying us clothes. And we start having real Christmases. Like, actually, you know, we didn't have real Christmas before he got in the picture. So it's like, oh, we got gifts. Dad hit a lick, didn't he? Oh, man, he was he was cooking. Like, he, he's so good with money. I To this day, like, he don't even work because of his heart condition. And he still stay going. He's still been on more vacations than I ever have. Like, and he's still doing it. I, I still don't know how he's doing it, bro. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, so funny, probably man. same thing, middle class, Um, as far as coming up. uh. How how is money now though for you? What is your, uh, I mean, what is that like for you now? Are you are you have you ever been a cheap person? Or are you a frivolous person? Or are you just a spendy type of like what type of spender and money person are you? Save it, spend it. You can't take it with you. You know. Uh, I'm not wasteful, but I am also like what you said. Can't take it with you. I'm still learning about money. Unfortunately, like you said, we learn, we start learning late about what money do, does for you. And I'm coming to the understanding of how to make it work more. That's where I am now with it. Um, I think earlier, earlier before I got to this age, not knowing what to do with money when you had it, mm-hmm. that that's the thing that makes you look at it differently now. Like if I had known at an earlier stage that money is most useful as a tool versus a identifier, Mm -hmm. then I would know more so what to do with the money. Like you're not supposed to hold money, keep money. Like you're supposed to have money work for you Mm -hmm. because what we need money for is not money that we're chasing. What we're chasing, in my opinion, is comfort. You yeah. use money to be comfortable, mm-hmm. whether it's like going on vacations, like you said, whether it's buying something that makes you look better and that makes you feel more comfortable, whether it's buying drugs because that makes you feel more mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah. What you're using money for is to access more comfort. Mm-hmm. And how you do that is making money. So you put yourself in a lot of people put themselves in uncomfortable situations to make money. So how uncomfortable are you willing to be to mm-hmm. get comfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have that thought process at first. I at one point, I know me and my homeboy Scoops was talking about this. We thought that if we went to school and went to college and learned what you were supposed to learn, that it was just going to all work out. Uh, you were going to have your nice job. Uh, you were going to have you whatever you was looking for. You are going to get your big break. Uh, but that definitely ain't the fucking case at Boy. all. Uh, we were talking about it. We were talking about it at the beginning, man. Life is going to life and it's mm-hmm. going to life and it's going to life some more. Mm-hmm. And how you figure that out is how you bounce around and adjust to life. life. So to answer your question, how am I with money right now? I could be a lot better. Mm-hmm. However, I'm a lot better than I used to be mm-hmm. uh, with it. And I'm looking forward to applying all the things that I've learned. Like I learned more about I have learned more about the stock market. I've learned more about investing. Uh, I've learned about property and real estate. I've learned more about all of the like business funnels. I'll be graduating, get my degree, 
uh, in business administration next year. So even oh, that, I've learned so much. Absolutely, I'm invite you to the, uh, the graduations in Colorado. I go to school online. My God, but even how businesses use money and and just the stuff that you look at, I've learned a lot more and understand its usage as a tool versus yeah. what I used to think it was as a status symbol. Like money ain't gonna really get you. Yeah. You know what, I'm what about you? Um, like, like I used to be real. I mean, I, it's an ongoing joke, but I used to be really cheap. Like, I can't believe I'm gonna share that this fits your personality. Yeah, you probably see the meticulousness of. Sure. All right, I'm gonna share this story. I'm trying not to be long here, but like, so I was so cheap because it, it, it's it's the principle of like when we, me and my wife first got married. <laughs> we so uh, I hate to even say it. So we when we first was married, like we was you know doing this money thing, trying to we hadn't got to the joint account thing yet because I hadn't had the trust in her finances, financial money skills. But yeah, you real cheap. Yeah. You married your wife before you had trust in her financial skills. I mean, yeah, you don't have all the answers figured out going in, like. You, there, there's, you need the core things like there's that's, that's a whole why I ain't married that's probably you, why but I you, ain't married but you, but you, <laughs> you, over, you just overthink everything like you can't like we told you life gonna life so you can't really life gonna every life, time man. you gotta every time well, I know you're speaking about it, you said it's too analytical for kids but it's like the thing is you're gonna always have another question that's the reality of life so I think you can't let Facts. the questions or the things you don't know stop you from doing something you know all the time if especially if it's not gonna kill you you know what i mean Touché. Like, so but that yeah but anyway um, we we're young and in love and i mean we're in love still but like a different kind of at the time so i, I talked to her and we was like okay we're gonna get some food we're gonna eat that's it we're cutting the spending off this is where we gonna you know we ain't spending no more money right here that's it mm-hmm. she's like all right so some days pass and it's like i don't feel like cooking we don't feel like cooking why, why don't we just I want to get I want to just grab a cheeseburger and so <laughs> I'm like nah oh man, man don't tell me oh you yeah I did you it. know everybody hates Chris Day. oh man I was definitely him I was you I, that nigga what was it Julius what was his name uh, I don't know I just seen clips of how cheap that nigga was I never yeah, watched oh show. yeah yeah I think but it's I just, Julius Julian some uh, y'all know my man got two yeah. jobs you know <laughs> so We've we're now we're in an argument. I'm trying to make a point here, like, and she was like, "So what? It's a freaking dollar," and I'm like, "We're not spending it. We say <laughs> we're not spending oh, any man. more money." Yeah, bro, it was horrible. So <laughs> when I got got home, her dad gave me the whole. You definitely slept on the couch at night. Oh man, so her dad gave me the whole game on like, like, like he just taught me so much in that moment where it's just like. I understand the principle because like he what? understood as stupid as it was, he understood the principle, but yeah. he still was just like basically like, bro, it was it was still unnecessary because why happy, tra- happy life? Well, that, but not just that. It's more of picking that. And I was like twenty two, you know, it's like pick and choose the time. Sometimes just go through with something, then make your point after. And I was like, it just blew at that time. It blew my mind. I was like, oh. He said, "You probably you could have been more effective getting the burger and then explaining. Facts. Hey, yo, 
So then Facts. I try, so then I try to redeem myself. I was like, dang, you're right. I got so inspired of trying to apologize. I'm like, she's at work. I'm about to Yeah, you're over. trying to tell her, let's go get the burger. Well, I try to surprise her and get the burger. <laughs> so, oh I try to God, so, bro, worries. I get in the car, it's cold. I'm All like, right. oh man, this is gonna be t- this is gonna be some goofy romantic thing right now. I get in the whip, I go to Burger King, I get I get the burger. Bro, my tire the tire goes flat. I'm stuck oh in the parking God, lot of dude. Burger King, and I gotta call her and ask her That's to come and get me. It just ruined everything. After you didn't, after Bro. you didn't, after you didn't get the burger, and on top of this nigga, you at the burger spot. Yep. Yeah, oh, no, nah, you got it, boy. Yeah. You probably slept on the you slept Ooh. on the couch for a week. After I was that. outside after that boy, but but I so anyway, fast forward. So I used to be really cheap. So and then she used to kind of be a little bit more spendy. But as time is progressing, our marriage, we have found such a beautiful, sweet spot of. I've learned to be like, hey, just be just spin. It's okay. Like, let it let it ride. Let it marry. Now, it took me a while even then, like having a high bill at the grocery store because it would really affect my mood, like money, like not having it or it being gone or seeing how much is being spent where I'm trying to think I could have spent this much here and that. Like looking at that bill at the grocery store, it really would affect my mood. So sometimes I just give her my car. I'll walk away. I want to hear the price. Don't show me the receipt. I ain't even look at the account. I'm just going to get these groceries. Let's keep moving. Like it took me a while to get past that. And the reason it it did, because it's like, and I'm going to move on, but being an adult, nobody, it's the wheels are freaking off. Like nobody, like I'm all, I'm so afraid that I'm going to end up on the street and poor. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, bro, I've never got no apartment before. I've never been married before. I never, all these things is new. You think one check and I'm out of here. This is how, what happens. You know, I'm on, I got the mm. steering wheel now. So I was very scared. Well, you're spitting. I was well, you're very, no. yeah, I was very scared to spin. So that's why I was just going so hard about everything. I'm like, look, we don't got nobody covering us. And I damn, and I for damn sure don't want to look stupid having to go back and live with somebody, even though we still had to do that, but it was different circumstances. So, uh, but I've come a long way, so I'm I'm not I'm not cheap like that. I still like to keep an eye on certain things, but I've come a long way. Like some people probably wouldn't even call me cheap to be honest, but I I still look at myself as cheap because I'm all everything comes down to price for me. I don't think that's that ain't a good way to look at it. I think it's something you should probably try to work on, like refer to it as something else because it ain't being cheap. cheap. You are cost you're preparing yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're preparing. I mean, you 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 making sure that you stay prepared. Mm-hmm. You, you, the other side of that is, is you not being cheap, being frivolous spending, and you're not being able to take care of your family, like you said. So it ain't yeah. really being cheap. There's a method behind it. You ain't just, I think to me, being cheap is like, oh, I got it. I, I just don't want to do it. I, I, I don't see the value in it. There's, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm just, I don't want to part ways with my money. And that's what I was talking about when I said money is a tool. Being cheap would never get you what you're looking for. Other that's than if you're fact. just looking to sit your money to sit in an account, and that's cool. I and mean, you can be cheap and just let it sit in the account. But you, I mean, people say this all the time. The more that I learn about business, the more that it it rings true. You're always going to have to put money up to make money grow. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to put up money or time, one or the other. But like, there's nothing that you're going to be able to do. Where you're just going to get money like money just ain't gonna fall out of fucking trees yeah so like what you saying about being cheap it it comes with being an adult yeah. like you say like don't nobody prepare you for this shit nah, that's the class that they bro. need to have for college bro, bro. adulting 101 like mm-hmm. you said i gotta handle this shit i know exactly what you felt because mm. though i didn't have a wife and kids thank god 
I left everybody that I knew and moved to Atlanta. Like, and I came down here, bro. I came down here ten years ago solo with thirty five hundred dollars and a couch. Really, and had the room with three other. I had the room with three other niggas. Uh, Animal Brown, these two other guys, and the apartment mm-hmm. was in their name. I didn't have a job. I had to figure it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. My first job when I got down here, I worked at fucking. Uh, well, my first job was at a call center. Like, it was the most ghetto shit I've ever worked at in my life. That would be a story. I should have told that story on jobs when we did that. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> it was this black. These black people bought out this call center. They had contracts with uh, Verizon and these different big companies, but mm-hmm. they ran that motherfucker like some niggas. Oh, Checks man. wouldn't be there some Fridays. Oh, and niggas was fighting in there. Right. It, it was that, that happened to me before, shit. and it, they paid. They definitely paid me too. I was like, no, 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 no. They like, what? Well, oh, I ain't never got week, my man. check. It was some oh, other nah, niggas that, in there that didn't get it, but yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like that happened at a job where it's like, oh, I don't know what happened there. It looks like something with payroll. Well, uh, we're gonna. Uh, what we'll do is we'll just add it to your next one next week. And we're talking about I get paid every mm, week, and I'm still like, nah, I need that today. Okay, let me make some calls. Okay. Yeah. So what we did, we wrote you a physical. Yep, you did write me a physical. Yep, like she know like anything. I'm looking at like don't get it twisted. Like don't get it don't get it messed up. I'm looking at bills i'm like ah, oh, now nah, we ain't, we ain't get charged for that oh now nah, we need this back now nah, you need to take that off like i am that person it's like i don't pay i i really oh i take l's but i don't i try not to take that many l's though yeah i just it's crazy. like you just ain't I, see, I'm, I'm completely opposite of that yeah I i'm completely opposite of that I, yeah like, I, I, I feel like you <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't. I ain't, I, I ain't the nigga that's asking you for no refund. Like I ain't taking shit back. Like it just depends on what it was and how much it was. Like I've ordered clothes and this shit didn't fit right. So I'm like, I ain't, I ain't well, see, you know what it is though. In this bag. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's different. Like the the clothes are different because it's a lot of effort. I feel like to like go back yeah. online. Like, but like for me, it's like I told you. Like the feeling for me is just like most times, and I, I maybe some people can relate. But like if you work a job, like you, you trade your time for money, right? Yeah. Your time for money. You can't get time back, but you can always get more money. So I've already given you my 80 hours of my life for a said amount of money. Now, when I take the said amount of money and go spend it here, but then I don't get what I was trying to purchase, I need that back because I don't get the time that it took. You stole to my time. From you me. stole my time from me. I need wow. that. And it, and it, it ain't and I, it ain't rude. I ain't gonna be rude about it nothing, but I need that back. That's that's just like that's it. Like, oh no, like especially like when we ride off and you get put too much faith in the person at the drive-thru and you'd be like, like I ain't even check my food and they got the whole order wrong. You're like, man. Oh my God. Bro, that's why I stop. I, I be I make people wait. I'd be like, I'm sorry to inconvenience all the people behind me. Let me check real quick. I might not do a detailed check, but just a real, I'm gonna feel I got five tacos. Okay, cool. We good. <laughs> See, I, I, I hate that, but I understand it now. Cause I it just happened to me. I went somewhere and I was like, let me get two burgers, no onions, fries, boom. First of all, it was ten dollars, which was insane. But uh, two burgers and fries. I get to where I was. I was at Checkers, bro. It was like, oh, Checkers. Checkers? That's crazy. Yeah, it wasn't no like. <laughs> yeah, this was like, I'm That's hungry. Crazy. Let me put some on my stomach real quick. That's junk food. And me. I was like, well, let me get two Checker burgers, no onions, and a, a thing of fries. It was like eight ninety eight. I said, what? Eight ninety eight. All right, cool. But like mm-hmm. you said, I'm not the dude. To, like mm-hmm. my girl does it. Like, did you check your food? Because you know, I'm I'm I don't eat anything with onions in. So like, when my girl goes to get me food or anything, if it got onions, she's like she like you do. She look, 
she'll look through it all oh, yeah. this ain't hot yeah. enough y'all need to fix it again like mm-hmm. she's the person that goes to the drive through and like can i have fresh fries and then I, <laughs> that irritates my soul mm-hmm. i'm like bro come on dude However, with that being said, in the yeah. checker situation, I got him, didn't check, pulled off, went and got where I was going, which was only five minutes away. My barber oh, okay. lives right there by it, yeah. which is why I was a little quick snack stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think people think I'm out here eating checkers frequently. Uh, however, uh, <laughs> I got, got over there. It was two burgers like I asked for. There were no cheese on the burgers. I don't know who the fuck orders cheeseless burgers from a burger Hamburgers, spot in bro. 2023. The fries weren't in there and it was cold. Ooh. I couldn't take that L. I you couldn't, couldn't take, take that L. L. What? <laughs> I couldn't. T- I drove back over there. I got in my car, drove oh, them yeah. six minutes back over there. As cold as it is, and the lady gonna say, "Oh man, what you doing back?" It took everything I had. To say, bitch, I you didn't fix the shit right. <laughs> but she probably ain't even the one fixed the food. Yeah, they were really nice be. about it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's cool. And most times they are cool when you go back and return the food for sure. So, but you know it. It'd be like that. I mean, there's no she. Yeah. She grilled me at first, though. She grilled me. She like, wow, well, oh. you got a receipt? How long ago? What? Like, bitch, it was. I don't even know where you came from. There was somebody. Uh-huh. It was just right here, uh-huh. five minutes ago. And she had. She had, then they do that fake thing, like they looking for something. So you had to look up the wrist. Oh, oh, okay, here it is. I mean, yeah. ain't that many people been in here, bitch. Bro, it's checkers, a little like stop. it's a little building. I, I hate. Yeah, I hate when people aren't. I hate when people like think that you're trying to get over on them yep. when you got to complain about their job so they they ain't helpful mm-hmm. a real short real rude like this it's not even your stove like mm-hmm. give me, you yeah. should be giving shit away too invested but i know everybody ain't got that attitude. Too, too invested man but boy. that's how we do because yeah. with the money episode like you're saying we think that that's gonna whatever provide yeah. confidence <laughs> forget about it but mm-hmm. all right well you know most of these episodes can have a part two but Unfortunately, we got to get to this homework. So, Spike Lou, the homework I have for you is off the record podcast from a DJ Academics, the episode 158, What Really Went Down at Tory Lane's Trial. Did you get a chance to check that out, bro? I did, and I gave it 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, I was just. That's about what I thought. I was on. Yeah, it's just. It was. I see what you're saying. I, I. I respect academics and his craft. I was just over that specific time. Uh, like, yeah, I thought about that after the fact too. I was like, ah, he might be kind of uh, right at the last segment. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. and, and, and it wasn't nothing. It was a good suggestion. It was just more so, like you said, we were at the end of that, the news cycle for that, and it was just mm-hmm. I found myself like knew I knew he was guilty already. Just, yeah, I don't I guess like Tory Lanes either. Yeah. But yeah, good suggestion. I respect acting, his craft, and what he does. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, I always appreciate stuff like that because I think that it broadens the space. Mm-hmm. It makes people more familiar with what we do by other people who do in podcasts and doing them successfully and they're known for podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's feasible to say now, like if you meet someone, I know 10 years ago when I started doing this, if someone had been like, man, I'm a podcaster, not even would they not know what it was, they wouldn't expect you to be able to make a living from that. And now both things are possible mm-hmm. within 10 years of starting. So that's dope. Yeah, so I think they act for that. Man. Yeah. And a young lady on there, she was dope too. Cause she, uh, as they went further down, she did some really like how she came up with the notes and then kind of like where that the she was like into it where it's like oh well this is where they went wrong this is what they should have done this is how she was going and she just i i one thing i love about us us black people like we we can get into those kind of i want to say nerd spaces but like those spaces that people tend to not look for 
representation of us in like those attorneys or those certain spaces that you'd be like, I wouldn't know you would be into that. And she's like really in that space of journalism and kind of that attorney, you know, journalism style. And she's still for the culture though. Like it's still like, but she still has that Texas accent still. I think people like us, like when you podcast and you'd be like, man, these dudes really know what they're talking about. But we still, as black people, I think what's so dope is we always could put the sauce on it. Even when we're in the newsroom, even if we're uh, analysts on, on, on ESPN, we can be so intelligent, but still put that sauce on it. That's just something we can, we do so well as people. And I just love it, bro. Like scientists, like it don't matter what the case is. We always got a little flavor on it in the most, uh, bored, uh, jobs and careers in the world we still got a little bit of you know just a little bit of eggs so i love that about us and that's what i, I liked about the young lady man uh, but yeah all right cool yeah uh did you get to listen to the song in yeah. a sentimental mood yeah it was, it was smooth think? it was smooth i mean you know i, I like i actually have a jazz playlist so it ain't my playlist i follow Did you add that to it yeah absolutely it, it was it was it was dope i mean when i heard it it was just it's just right up my alley like i've heard this before like i don't know i haven't heard like, i feel like jazz i haven't come across things that like are super standoutish about it i don't know if i'm not listening with the right ear i think they all flow very beautifully however i did like that uh kenny g feature on the jesus is king uh kanye song i did like his feature on the uh use his gospel i really like how he kind of jumped in on that that was a dope little uh feature there so but yeah i mean it was dope uh i listened to it again i love jazz so um my homework for have you, you seen that, the movie they took it from that loves jones yeah yeah, I, yeah i've seen love jones, yeah lorenz tay neil long come on man, come on, man. What, you trying to test my black car you trying to test the black car brother it might have been before your time man. it might have been before, oh but that man, movie seems yeah. like because it's it the 1900s like yeah, late 1900s. Uh, but my homework for you this week, Spike. I seen you on the gram. I seen you kind of posted. Had you know, I I see. You. I think you kind of in the fashion. Would you say so? You think you kind of in fashion a little bit? Like, style. You like style a little uh, bit. About at least I for like yourself. Good. You like to look good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this may not be your style of content, but it'll make for compelling content next week. So, uh, Deion Sanders recently did a GQ. Uh, mm -hmm. video. It's not that long. Maybe about twenty minutes. But and I know you're not big on YouTube versus like just audio experiences. But this might be something like you're cooking or something. I figured it's something in a short span. But he goes through all his classic looks and he kind of gives you some stories about how he got it. And I always thought Deion Sanders's looks was so dope back then with the Jerry curls, with the fade, with the you know the bezels, the the track suits. So he's giving like you know GQ does that thing where people kind of go through their films and. Or different stuff so he goes through his looks and and he i didn't know he he had won like uh sports illustrated gq award or something years ago but like he was fly bro and he had some joints on there and he's telling the stories i thought it was dope i'm a i'm a big fan of uh dion um coach prime like i'm just a fan of his uh charisma um and just what he represents that star like st you know just being a star like yeah i'm gonna shine no matter who i'm in front of so i love that that man said they they asked me what's what what I don't even work alone. What's that smell? What you got on? I got on confidence. I was like, this man is, yo, I like this guy. So yeah, uh, so GQ, yeah, Dion, one of them. Yeah, he one of them. But GQ, uh, Dion's um, looks over history. I'll uh, I'll send it to you or whatnot though. But yeah, that's my homework for you this week. 
That's not interesting. I'm a fan of Coach Prime as well. I think he got a bad rap when he left Jackson State. For sure. Uh, so, yeah, I'm here for that. My homework is TV-oriented. Do you have or have you seen your honor, Brian Cranston? Yes. You have? Yeah. Perfect. Well, season two starts oh. this Sunday. <laughs> want to see tap into that first episode i want to see what you think about it i didn't know if you had watched the whole series or not but i was going to recommend it for you yeah but the new one starts on sunday and i'd love to get your thoughts on last season mm-hmm. and this new one that drops just based off the whole how that throwing played out did you like the show i did i i okay. it got harder you, you it got, for an answer that you did it got harder because i want to this is a lot of a lot of scenarios and stuff in there topics to talk about I oh like, yeah so Okay. Definitely. Did you watch did you watch We Own This City on HBO? I didn't. If you're interested in half time, that performance was probably the best performance on TV that I seen this year by Jake Jarenthal, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh Burnthal. Uh Jake Burnthal, that dude. Yeah. He fucking he I don't know if his name is Jake. Sh- John Jay, something like that. Yeah, so Bur- Burnthal, but he's from Walker Typical, Day, yeah. yeah. He's a typical white man. He's Jay, he man. kills Jim everything. John, bro. bro, this role right here is especially good. He's playing a Baltimore cop. Uh, he was on Joe Rogan talking about it. I didn't realize that he grew up with black people. It kind of offended me. I watched it twice. I watched it after the interview, and I had watched it before. His role kind of offended me beforehand because I felt like he was trying to act black, do that white people thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. I listened to him on Joe Rogan and found out that it's kind of natural for him just because of where he grew up at. And watched it again after I listened to that interview was a lot, but he did a great fucking job playing that role. So if you're able to check that We Own the City out, that ain't really a homework this time. It's a good suggestion. I think you'd like. Uh, but your honor for this week. Okay, I might have to pick back up on the other ones because I didn't finish it because it got it got rough to me. Like once he got. You know, what's what's what happened to him in jail happened, and I was like, all right, ah, you know, um, but yeah, tough right. show to watch, man. Brian yeah. Cranston did a great job, though. Uh, yeah, he does. New season starts this Sunday. Mm-hmm. This has been another week in the books. It's a money episode, man. We'll pick this back up. Some other things that we really didn't get to hit on that we can in the money part two episode. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Send us an email awitb2022 rate subscribe like the show send us your comments let us know what you think that way we'll post them on the socials we get people joined into these elevated conversations very yeah. necessary conversations mo yeah y'all can uh y'all can dm us too for you know the younger cats out there listening you know y'all can, it's another week in the books on ig uh, if you haven't already man go check out our other podcast uh good earners reviewing the sopranos we having a great time on there we're getting great feedback spike i'll share some of that off air we're just getting some really good stuff uh, over there so y'all go check that out even if y'all ain't watched the show y'all just like to hear us chop it up about television it's still great from that standpoint but i would advise y'all definitely watch the greatest show of all time uh, this is another week in the books Peace. Yep.